0: Hello, and welcome to the Unlocking Superhuman Podcast, helping you unlock your inner superhero. Not all heroes wear capes or have superhuman abilities, but we can all be the best versions of ourselves and be the own heroes of our own lives. Anyways, thank you for tuning in. And in today's episode, I wanted to discuss uh, some of my own personal experiences in regards to Living in two completely different worlds and those worlds are living a life in the military and living a life in Los Angeles Two Completely different worlds on two different sides of the spectrum whether it be politically or socially and Having been able to experience those worlds. I'm here to share my own experiences and and bridge the gap and really discuss you know the, some of the things that I've learned and living in those types of environments um, some of the things that I didn't like about living in those types of environments and you know overall what I you know the lessons that I I use today and um, basically you know the the philosophies that I've merged you know using you know my my perspective my unique perspective from from those two areas of, of living, so anyways, I want to talk about first why why it's important. Um, I think it's important because, you know, a lot of times we get caught up in living in our own bubble, especially if we've lived in a place our whole lives and and if that's all we know, you know. You know the the language or the, you know how to speak and. and the favorite words in that type of area. We can be, you know, blindsided when we experience other cultures because there's so much different from our own, different from what we've expected out of life. And sometimes our mind just goes haywire because we see something that in our particular, you know, experience and the culture that we grew up in, um, to us that's something that's so immoral or, Something that's just uh wrong you know in inside your mind, and but for that other culture, that just might be a normal thing, and that's just how they operate, so I think that's why it's important to to uh adopt a perspective of you know being open to learning about different cultures and and why it is they they believe that they do to to helps better you know ground us and helps us. You know, really um, either, you know, strengthen our points of views or develop a new point of view that is more aligned with what we believe in rather than, you know, some conditioning that we m- might have had when we grew up the way we did. But uh, first things first, you know, how how did this happen? How did I get into the military? Well, firstly, uh, I grew up in, uh, for the most part, you know, in a small town in the middle of California I was born in the Philippines first though you know, I spent five years there then my family immigrated to just another one of those small towns where it's mostly you know really first generation immigrants and that was the case for about 95 percent of the population you know it's there's you know, for me I'm Filipino and there's Majority, you know, Hispanic, you know, Mexican culture that lives around us, and the other five percent, or even maybe like less than one percent or two percent, like other is, you know, white or black or whatever. But you know, I, I joined the military right after high school because um, I, I just needed a, something different. When I was in when in school, you know, I was really focused on you know getting a a good education and you know going to college and you know living the American dream as what was um i guess I put into my mind what what the American dream is is you know going to college you know getting a good job and I was on the path to be becoming an engineer and you know, honestly you know doing you know high levels of math and stuff like that and I was really good at it honestly you know i I performed very well and i was a really good student and really good grades, top, you know, near the top of my class and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody was expecting me to go to college, but I ended up joining the military just because, you know, something about it didn't feel right, you know. um, Doing the whole school thing and subconsciously, you know, as I look back now, it was because I was doing something that, according to, you know, my culture, according to what everybody around me was telling me was the right thing to do. But in my heart, I knew that it was, you know, not where I was supposed to be, so I, as a last-ditch effort, I actually saw uh, an Air Force commercial, and you know, right there, it kind of just planted a seed in my mind, and you know, I just went from there, so I joined the military, you know, straight out of high school, actually, yeah, a couple months before, after I graduated, and just, um, just to reflect back on those last couple months, you know, my senior year, and the last couple months before I I joined the military, I was actually doing a lot of creative work. I was, you know, getting my small camera out and just, like, making some films and whatnot and just being creative like that. And you, act, if you actually want to dig deep, there's a film called The Wanted, you know. If you could find it on YouTube, you know, I hide it, so it's not easy to find. But if you find it, you know, cool. Um, it's one of my very first videos that I, I say I'm proud of because it was... I did it very well as far as, you know, the, my skill level back then, but I was really proud of it. But yeah, so I, I discovered that right before I joined the military. But once I joined the military, it was kind of, you know, it was an interesting time because I was trying to figure out who I was. I was, you know, in the you know I was young, 18, 19 years old almost, of just trying to figure out who I was and what my place in the world was. So by joining the military, it kind of gave me another identity. And it's funny because I was, my mentality was like, you know, I'm going to drop everything that I was, you know, when I was younger, you know, start over new and really adopt a new mindset, you know, new military mindset. And that's what I did. So I went through basic training, you know, did that experience, you know, with all the, the ordered chaos and the discipline and eating your food as fast as you can, and for a while, I was, I was a bit brainwashed, and I was, like, you know, things I learned in basic training about, like, eating fast and, like, doing everything a certain way, you know, for a while, I was stuck in that mindset, and even when I got out of there, um, some of, uh, you know, my fellow, my fellow airmen, they were, like, you know, why are you eating so fast, like, you could relax and enjoy your food, and, you know, that still stuck with me, because, you know, I was in, I was in that mindset, and it took me a while to actually get out of that just because, you know, firstly, I already committed to, you know, like adopting this new identity, this new ego, and, you know, I was very good at always sticking with things because that's how I was in grade school, you know, or even throughout high school, you know, as a student, I was very good at just, you know, following through, following orders, and doing what I'm told to do by teachers or my superiors, and it kind of created the, the perfect storm for me to really fall into that, you know, that level of brainwashing, but, you know, eventually I got out of it, so, but anyways, um, so a, a brief, I guess, maybe not brief, but just a little summary about my my experiences, um, you know, I, I did basic training in Texas, stayed there for a couple months, then... I was blessed to get my first duty station, um, is Korea. You know, I, I got to Korea and, um, yeah, I, I got to Korea. And, well, it's, you know, I'm rewinding back. Um, you know, on the plane ride to, you know, to Texas to basic training, I actually met somebody. Uh, she was a teacher. And she told me about all her experiences about you know, traveling Europe and going all these places and stuff like that. And in my mind, I was like, you know, hopefully, you know, I get to have those experiences, you know, to be able to travel, especially in Europe, you know, live in you know, Italy. And, you know, when I was um, stationed to Korea, I already had a, another duty station lined up and it was Italy. So, it's a cool thing is like, I was, you know, on the path to, you know, experiencing what I, you know, I was hoping to experience, you know, and that was to travel, so yeah, after Korea, I go to Italy, you know spend I spent two years there in Italy, and it was one of the best you know periods of my life. I was young, um, you know I was uh you know working and doing all the military stuff, and I had a lot of great friends, you know, you know f- friends that we we traveled, did all these amazing, crazy things and stuff like that, and just fast forward you know after that, I went to New Jersey. Um, you know, thinking I was, okay, that's going to be the last time that I I travel and whatnot, and I'm just going to stay, like, stateside, you know, closer to home, but nope. Uh, within those two years, I got, you know, I, I did a different job, um, a job where I was um, able to travel a lot more, and during that time span, I actually, well, it was, like, about, like, 20-plus countries or whatnot, in a year's time that i I traveled to, and it was crazy, it was a lot of flights and stuff like that, so yeah, but um you know just to reflect back on those you know last two years in, in the military, I was at a I mentioned this in another podcast that I was in a fork in the road. I either I was gonna do something else in the military, you know do some one of the the cooler jobs. You know, or I was gonna, you know, leave the military and do, you know, one of my, pa- you know, you know, do, or live a life of, I guess my passions and stuff like that. And you know, ultimately, I decided that I loved, you know, making films more. You know, I love being an artist more, and I think that's just. It took me, you know, that's where it took me, and that's where I'm at now. So. Yeah, after I I left the military, um, see, I'm losing losing thought. It's late at night, and this is off the cuff. Um, yeah, I left the military, made a three thousand mile trip because I, you know, I had an apartment, you know, in New Jersey, and, and I was not gonna fly back home. I had a truck, so I was I packed all my stuff from that apartment or the stuff that I didn't didn't get rid of and. I drove three thousand miles home because it was from. I lived in California, so from east to west, I made that crazy journey. It took like seven, eight, eight days. But oh, the cool thing is, though, um, I got to you know reconnect with um, a lot of people that I haven't seen in so long. You know, I visited my aunt, visited one of my old childhood best friends, and one of my friends from the military. You know, so it was a it was a good experience, and it kind of showed the way for me to. You know, it showed the way for me that I was I was doing the right thing. So yeah, after that, you know, um, this was around February. Yeah, right, right before the pandemic hit, right before the whole COVID craziness was was going on. So it was uh, I got lucky, you know, um, because you know, whenever the the pandemic happened, everybody was going crazy and stuff like that. But I stayed calm, and I was just like, oh, whatever, just because you know, you know how um, so how everybody was reacting during the pandemic and everybody's experience. That was pretty much my whole experience during my six years in the military. Like, life generally was like that, you know. You know, in the COVID world, everybody has to wear masks mask and stuff like that. But in the military world, you know, you have to... In uniform, if you're outside, you have to wear your hat and stuff like that. You wear your cover. And there's so many rules and stuff that you have to go by, and so many mandated, like, vaccines and stuff like that, so pretty much, like, how everybody's, you know, experiencing life right now during COVID times is very, uh, it's like a militaristic state, honestly, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of, you know, um, things that are uncertain, everybody's blaming leadership because you're not doing the right thing, but it's just, it's just so messy, it's like a cluster, cluster of things, and it's just really... You just really got to push through it. So, so anybody that's listening to this now, so just understand that this whole COVID pandemic is really, you know, whatever you're experiencing is really a common thing in the military, honestly. it's You never know what's what the next rule is, and you kind of just go with the flow, and you're always worried, stressed out, and everybody has different opinions about stuff. So uh, you get a taste of it if you've never been in the military. That's a little bit of a taste of what it's like. So, you know, after, you know, I got out of the military and left for home in around January, February time frame, and I spent another six months home, you know, I, what I do during those six months, Um, yeah, I um, it took me a while to, you know, I took that time to just detox because I had so much baggage that I was, I'd yet to unpack metaphorically and in real life, because I had so much stuff in my truck, and put it all in my room, and so many boxes, and I had another shipment of goods that I uh, shipped to me, and all these things, you know, it was just like, it was like metaphorically and symbolic of, I have so much things to unpack, and it took me so long just like to get my stuff situated, I even, um, I burned, like, some of my uniforms and my ID along with it, and it was kind of a, I did it out of anger, you know, honestly, it was a, a lot of um, resentment towards it, because it was six years of my life where I was, like, really, really suffering, honestly. It's, it took me a while to realize that I was um, suffering, because, you know, at the beginning, I created a, a new identity of myself, and... It takes time for you know the ego to to realize that it's wrong, and it took me so long to realize I was just forcing myself to live a lie basically based on somebody else's ex- expectations and what I think that I should be so yeah, you know, I spent six months of unpacking all that and just I learned a lot, but you know towards the ends of, end of that six months, um, oh yeah, something else that I forgot to mention um, yeah, my my path after the military, uh, I decided to you know try to enroll in school, you know, go to college, and I um, those last couple months of the military, I was like, you know, I was preparing for my way out, so I had to you know retake the SATs again, and I have to do you know the same things that these high schoolers are doing, which is apply to to schools and stuff like that, and I only applied to one school, only one I had in mind, and. Was UCLA because you know, face it, you know being in Los Angeles is a is a really great way to you know to express your creative side and create content like this. So I was you know and I was drawn to the place. So yeah, I, I chose it, and it's a hard it's a pretty tough school to get into, but you no, know, I made it, and it wasn't a surprise for me. Like not to be cocky or anything, but um, I was just really confident. You know, it's one of those things. I'm you know school is one of those things I'm very confident in just because, you know, I I did so much work in it, and my skills when it comes to academics are top-notch because I, I practiced it so much. So, you know, something that I'm very confident in. And I only applied to one school, so it was just, like, I already knew. I already knew, and voila. And the funny thing is, like, I told my parents that I got accepted, and they're like, oh, cool. And I was just like, okay. Probably because, you know, I was a bit older, and I was, like, already... An adult so it wasn't as cool maybe if I was like after high school they'd be more proud of me I guess but you know I guess it's whatever but yeah um so you know after six months and the school year you know coming closer you know the school actually made an announcement that um everything was going to be online and I was faced with a, a predicament you know that means would I have to stay back home so I could no longer, like, go to L.A. and do my thing. But, but you know, the universe, you know, always finds a way for you to go where you need to be. And around August, well, I was going to say 22, maybe. August 22, it was a Saturday. And, you know, something happened in my house, you know, something just very minuscule. You know, my little brothers were arguing over the Wi-Fi. You know, everybody was just arguing just over it. And there was a lot of yelling and... Um, at that moment, like, it kind of, it, it flipped a switch in me, and I was just, like, ready to just, like, leave, so, like, I packed all my bags, it took five minutes, like, literally five minutes, never have I ever packed so, so quickly, and so efficiently, too, like, everything I needed, you know, I, I put it in my bags, and I was out the door, and I I left abruptly, and that was, like, one of those, like, crazy moments in my life, just because, Um, There was a lot of emotion involved, and it it hurt doing it, but I I knew I just needed to leave just because emotionally I wasn't stable enough to, you know, to to live back home any longer. And I know, like, it was kind of shocking for my family, but it was was something that I, I guess, had to live with. And it was the right move. Um, It opened up a lot of things. Like, my friends were calling me. They said it was crazy, and I thought I was crazy. But, it was the right move, and eventually, you know, at first I went to the coast, I went to Cambria, visit Moonstone Beach, you know, everybody, go there. Then, you know, I went to L.A., and this is the part of the story where, you know, I experienced Los Angeles. And, you know, I needed to find a place to stay, so I found this, uh, this hostel called Podshare. You know, I stayed there for a couple of days, and, that was my first experience of living in L.A. Because I've never been to L.A. like that. I've only been to the beach once in Santa Monica in my childhood. And I was right there, like, living in L.A. And everybody was, like, so chill, you know, had those hippie vibes and stuff like that. And in my mind, I was like, oh, wow, that's like, you know, <laughs> L.A. And everybody talked about, like, like spiritual concepts and stuff like that, intuition and a And I was like, wow, like, this is stuff that I would talk about. And when I was in the military, nobody talked about this stuff, you know, except for maybe one or two people that I was really close friends with. But everybody here is quote-unquote conscious and living on this vibe and felt like being on a different planet. But, you know, after those five days of pod share, you know, I was... I knew I had to move. Um, And I found this other... It's another. It's not a hostel per se. They call it a co-living, but it's more upgraded version of it. And and that's where um, I guess the the main part of my Los Angeles experience is. And it was another community of just experiencing. What's it called? I'm blanking out a bit here. Yeah, it was just another experience, and I met so much, so many cool people and a lot of conscious people too and the haven was just was a really i guess really great experience because i think it was it was a magical time like those couple months that i was there and like everybody there was like mature for the most part and they were trying to grow and everybody had in common that they were they're were trying to heal you know trying to heal like a part of themselves and know with people who are more inclined to just like I guess the psychic stuff and consciousness you know there's a lot of magic that goes around where you're attracting certain people and you're having these certain experiences with with people in order for you to grow whether it be positive or negative and there's a lot of like community gatherings like we do yoga together we'd have work classes together talent shows and and all that, and but eventually the, you know, the vibe changed from, you know, like a spiritual-focused household to, I guess, more party-like, and, you know, I, as I was leaving, like, the age group there, like, went down and stuff like that, but I spent, like, six months there, and after that, I moved back home, you know, I moved back home again, and it was in March, And for me, it was kind of, you know, I had a lot of doubt on whether or not it was the right thing to do, but I just knew intuitively I had to leave Los Angeles. And I I moved back home once again, you know, and for me, I think that was another, another, it's always a learning experience, but it's another like chapter in my life because the second iteration of me moving back home, especially, so I, I put it like this, you know, I spent six years in the military. Then I spent six months at Los Angeles. And in Los Angeles, like, time is weird. It's like it's warped. It's like six months felt like another six years. So really, I spent an equivalent amount of time from in the military, an equivalent amount of time in Los Angeles. And the university you know, brought me again back home to, to you know, really... Um, deep dive and try to figure out what I learned because that was another point in my life where I had to, because every time I go back home, it's like going to my own forest or my own crystal cave to just meditate and you know, detox again, and but that, that time around, you know, when I went back home it was, it was good, it was there was no negativity that I was harboring, and I was just enjoying myself, you know, learning how to be appreciative of the place I grew up and learning to be part of the community, you know, I was playing basketball a lot, I was just, you know, living, straight up living. And I, I think what God was trying to show me was that like, you know, sometimes it's not it's not good to leave a place like in a bad state of mind. You know, sometimes you have to re-experience something and really embrace the experience for what it is and learn how to love it unconditionally. And that's what I did uh, when I moved back home after my experiences. So, those are my, I guess, my lifetime of uh, experiences. But, anyways, I just wanted to go over. You know, so, what I learned, what did I learn in the military? What did I learn in Los Angeles? So, first and foremost, um, in the military, it's a very structured life, you know, it's very centered around discipline and. Getting the job done at any cost, regardless of you know your health, your well-being, or how you feel about it, you got to get the mission done first, and as you can hear from my tone of voice, it's a more serious serious matter, like everything is life or death, even if something as small as well, not wearing your cover or your hat, something like that is um, life-threatening and shows a lack of discipline, and that's just how the mentality is. And that's just how the the culture is. And that kind of breeds a lot of negativity because it keeps you grounded, but it keeps you too grounded to where you feel like you're just always at the dirt. And that's how I felt a lot, you know, and that's how we just, we as a, you know, as a military force, we tolerate it because one, if you don't, you're going to get kicked out or go to jail and it's going to have so many negative consequences in your life so that's what the military world was like that and in los angeles it's it's different you know it's it's based on freedom of expression you know being creative learning how to go with the flow learning how to enjoy your life and trying to take it easy and trying to you know it's based around mental health and spirituality and stuff like that so you're you're pretty much more in the clouds and you're trying to look at everything from a high perspective, you know, from a godly perspective or whatnot. But so, but one of the good things though about um, you know being in the military is that it does teach you discipline. It teaches you, you know, um, you know, get the job done, you know, and just like really focus and. And you can accomplish anything that you put your mind to, just one task at a time. And then um, in Los Angeles, you know, yeah, it's good, you know, like to focus on health and your well being and stuff like that and your spirituality. But one of the things that I noticed when I was there was that it can sometimes be too up in the clouds. Like, there's so much fun you can have, and it could be really distracting. Cause you have all these choices all these options and everything is going good but for me I was I was craving you know because anybody that really goes to Los Angeles to be like a filmmaker or a creative you know professional you know they want to you know be successful in their field and I felt like Los Angeles even though it was a, it was a hotbed of uh, creativity it had the potential for leading you towards everything except your goals and your purposes and stuff like that and I think that's why that that was a reason I needed to leave and take a break because I needed to reground myself you know and I was craving a balance you know between the two worlds I was craving you know the structure of you know the military life and even to this day I, I think about the military a lot you know my experiences and you know, some of the life changing things that I I've done for myself and for others. But I was craving, you know, a balance between, you know, having structure, having discipline and getting my work done. And also at the same time being able to focus on my health, well being, trusting my intuition and just really living a life based on love and you know, following God and where God leads me and and spirituality, so, because, you know, my time in, you know, in um, my co-living spot, it's called Haven, you know, there's a lot of uh, spirituality going on and stuff like that, but one thing that I feel I learned was that, you know, we're, we're spiritual beings and whatnot, and we have a soul, and we could be more spiritual, but at the same time, we also live in the real world, and this body that we have is it's an animal body, you know whether we like to call it that or not, but we're animals. We just have a higher sense of consciousness or self awareness or an ego you know and we kinda we do have to you know balance those two worlds and you know being in the military, you know the military is like being in the ground, the dirt and being in Los Angeles, it was like being in the sky, being in the clouds, you know, in the space. But thing is, if you go too much high into space, your body can't survive there. Because your body needs the atmosphere of the earth to survive. Or even up in the clouds, there's no oxygen. So even though your, your mind and your spirit could be up in space, your body's not going to go there. And where those two things meet is you know, within, within the earth, not all the way in the ground, but like on top of the earth, you know, walking on the ground or between the level of the floor and the sky, you know, and, you know, there's like another metaphor for me, you know, to really live, live within those two lines, because that's where the bridge is, you know, between your body and your spirit. I'm hoping this all makes sense. Um, I know I'm rambling a lot, but yeah, but yeah and when i was there you know so another thing when i was in the military there was a lot of mental health issues going on and everybody was suicidal like every and even if i say every you know it's a generalization but an accurate assumption would be about 90 percent of people were you know suicidal (laughs) ideations or were depressed and And, you know, the thing that, you know, kept a lot of people together was really um, family, their families or their comrades. And we relied on each other so much, like, for community. And what my experience with the military, you know, because there was an effort, there was a huge effort, you know, to combat, you know, mental health issues, you know, depression and stuff like that. And a lot of the tools that they were trying to use were were tools that, you know, if you were in Los Angeles, per se, you know, it'd be those were the same tools that, you know, the tools that everybody knows about in Los Angeles, you know, they were trying to use those, you know, to help people in the military, you know, overcome, you know, being in the dirt or being stuck in the ground. And in that way, you know, the military can learn a lot, you know, from this aspect of life. And conversely, you know, Another, you know, the Los Angeles, you know, the the free flow, you know, being in the sky kind of living, you know you know, anybody like I said, anybody that, that goes to Los Angeles and wants to become successful in their craft and what they can learn from the military is learning, you know, how to sacrifice time and being disciplined and not succumbing to your pleasure all the time or really focusing the time on things that you need to get done and really Getting in the dirt, you know, getting your hands dirty and really having the discipline to, you know, to go towards your goals. Because realistically, you know, no matter how much you think about something, no matter how much like you're intending to do something in the real world, you know, not inside, you know, your own mind where you think everything is going to happen on its own. And it it does, but it doesn't. And in the real world, you have to take action. That's the only thing that things become created When you're, you know, just a metaphor I like to use is, you know, when you're planting, you know, a garden, you have to, you know, plant the seed, you know, dig the dirt and put it in the ground and you have to water it and constantly water it, tend to it. And if you don't water it, it's going to, the plants are going to die. And that's how life is. You really have to tend to whatever it is that you're growing, whether that be, you know, a new mentality, a skill like acting or directing, content creating. Those things are skills that take tons and tons of effort to get really good at. And it takes a lot of discipline to do that. And sometimes you're not going to feel like doing it. But something that the milita- military taught me is that regardless of what your mind thinks, what your mind is thinking in the moment, or like how it thinks about you can accomplish so much. You Sometimes you just got to take your mind with you, you know, because... Everybody has those doubts. And for example, you know, um, when I was um, you know, training for my my last job in the military, it was Phoenix Raven. There was a, a three week course that we had to go through. Like there was a lot of abuse. It was like, it looked like being, being hazed pretty much physically and you had to fight this guy in a suit. And there was a lot of, it was painful. And one of the things that I was that was going through my mind like the whole time was that, you know, I was legit, you know, hoping that I would get injured, like hoping that like I would like twist my ankle or something. And I would even like if I see a hole in the ground, I would would step on it, just like hoping that I would get hurt. Because for me, that was the only way that I was going to give up because mentally, like I could not quit. Like I just knew I couldn't quit. I couldn't. Go up to my instructors or tell people that I'm done. You know, I, I want to give up. I just didn't have it in me. And I was really hoping and looking for a way out. And the only way to do it was, like, if something, like, injured me or something like that. Because I, I just couldn't do it myself, you know. And it's funny, too, because, like, that's my mentality towards, like, you know, it might sound, um what's that word? Uh, uh, gloomy but when it comes to, you know, having suicidal thoughts, because I had a lot of those in the military, not so much now, and it's kind of crazy how that works, you know, but, um, you know, I I just knew I I couldn't do it, I just didn't have it in me, like, to pull the trigger, you know, because, you know, I'm going to be honest, sometimes I I did, I think about, like, because I I worked with weapons, I had a weapon, like, every single day on the job, you know, I would, like, kind of toy and try to imagine you know, what it would be like to, like, to blow my brains out. You know, And I, I just knew I couldn't do it. And that goes to show me that like, regardless of you know, what your ego is telling you, regardless of what your thoughts are going through, as long as you know in your heart or your spirit or whatever you believe in, you, you know who you are, you're not going to do anything crazy because your thoughts and who you are is, are completely different things and i think that's something that we you know especially if you know we're trying to accomplish something sometimes you know we we try to wait for the right moment but really there is no right moment until every moment is the right moment you just got to really make it and and yeah those are the two things that i i live by now you know those those two two concepts that i live by you know one is obviously taking care of my mental health first and foremost, you know, doing stuff and that I really love to do because, yeah, I could, you could put a lot of effort in doing something that I don't like to do and be good at it, but in the end, you know, my heart's not going to be there and I'm just going to end up burning out. But if I choose to, you know, work on the things that I actually do enjoy doing, something that's fulfilling, you know, I'm going to always have the energy to do that. But it's just going to, I'm going to have to, you know, really get down, get in the dirt and start making the moves regardless of how I feel. Because even to this day, you know, even creating this podcast, you know, I have doubts. You know, my mind's like that. And I'm sure like a lot of people are the same way. You know, before you start a creative endeavor, there's always doubts of like, oh, wait for the right time, wait for the right energy. But there is no right time. You just got to do it. And it's crazy because I, because I figured this out like a long time ago. You know, when I was facing a lot of success in school, because when I was a student, you know, I I really put in the work, like legit. You know, like something that I feel like I could be confident in, or even be cocky about. You know, or be arrogant. I was a little bit arrogant in my my academic abilities too, just because I put so much. Practice into it, so much effort. I knew the skills that it took to you know get an A plus and get the grade, and you know even sometimes I've had to sacrifice you know socializing or stuff like that. And I knew what it took. And my lesson, really throughout all these years of my life, was to find a balance. You know, you know, do the work, do something that I enjoy doing. You know, making the steps towards it, but making sure that I'm taking care of myself, whether it be physically, emotionally, socially, you know, because honestly, material success isn't everything. Success isn't everything. You gotta enjoy life. So um anyways. Uh yeah. So yeah, those um those my those are my words of wisdom. Um I did this podcast, you know, off the cuff. I am I got it prepared. I took a couple of notes, but, you know, I just wanted to do it. So hopefully um, you can learn from this. You know, more to come. And, you know, this is not going to be the last podcast, um, hopefully. No, it's not going to be, but I'm going to continue to keep creating and, you know, improving my skill. You know, and I do this for fun, too. You know, I don't need to make it big. This is for me you know, and for you guys, the ones who who like to listen and uh, keep getting better and better, you know, the more I practice, but anyways, thank you for listening, thank you for supporting, and I hope you learned something, because I know I did, so anyways, thank you, have a good day, have a blessed one, God bless, thank you.